The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Three, two, one. Hey, Q here, Notebook Wagering. Today we're going to talk about Rapid Fire, NFL Slates, I believe week 10. Uh, sitting over across from me is Jay Cam and Smitty. What's going on, fellas? Uh, you know, lovely college football Saturday. We're going to talk from NFL Sunday. Uh, lovely weather here in western Pennsylvania. A little slow snow mix, cold weather, perfect for football in November. That's not my version of lovely. <laughs> Send it down my way in uh, Manassas. That'd be great. I love it. Enjoy Negative. The Enjoy the snow. No, great, great Saturday morning to everybody. Uh, we gave out the college card the other day. My card will be coming out finalized here. We're going to talk NFL. We got college hoops happening today. Can't wait to watch my Hoyas today. I'm excited to see some of the freshmen come out, but I'm excited. Hard card, but we're going to dive after it. Let's get after it, boys. All right. Like you mentioned, it's basketball. We'll get into basketball in the coming weeks, so stay tuned for that. Uh, loyal fans, we heard you. We're bringing in more guests, so stay tuned for that. We'll be tweeting some stuff out uh, once we lock in some guys. So uh, until then, you know, just keep listening, and we'll get who you guys want. So, all right, game one, let's jump right into this. So the Colts are 4-5, and five, hosting the Jaguars. The line currently is Colts minus 10 and a half over under 47 and a half. Both teams are relatively healthy. Trevor Lawrence exits that game last week. I believe uh, he, he's been a full practice the last two days. So I'm not concerned with that. Um, the Colts again, are pretty healthy. Carson Wentz, T.Y. Hilton, uh, both full practices. So uh, I think this is one of the healthier matchups. I know the league is riddled with injuries right now. Um, you know, I, I really don't have a feel in this game. I, I would, Probably lean Colts in a teaser. I don't like the 10 and a half. I think that's a lot of points. It does kind of seem like dogs are going to do something this week. You know, maybe the Jags uh, kind of let down after they got up last week. It's probably a stay away from me. Just a weird line, even with the over under, um, you know, the Colts can score, uh, but the Jags obviously held the Bucks to nine, uh, six points. So, you know, they could definitely hold the Colts or they could give up 45 on their own. So it's a stay away from me. So I'm actually going to, I love dogs. But I'm actually going to lay the 10 with the Colts here. Kind of looked into this game with a great detail. Did that for a lot of games this week. This is a really hard card. There's a lot of even matchups, a lot of big spreads. There's no uh, cupcakes anywhere to see. Uh, I'm taking the Colts defense, basically, who's been really, really good this year. Uh, almost every game. The two bad games they've had were the Ravens and the Jets, and they were ahead big time in both of those games and kind of the garbage yards got them. Um, they've been a turnover machine. I think they forced 20 turnovers for the first nine games this year. Jags averaging about one turnover a game in the last five games. Just think that, you know, they got their win last week. They're probably done with wins. I mean, the Colts are kind of rounding into form. They can't beat Tennessee, but everybody else, they look pretty good. Uh, I'll lay the 10 here. I don't think Jacksonville does much on offense. Um, maybe a lower scoring game, but I think the Colts kind of roll. Yeah, what Jay, Jay Cam just said, they're under 6-1 and one, last seven in the Jags games. 
So you got it right now. I think it's 40, 47 and a half, maybe a good teaser spot here. I'm going to give more teaser information with my plays. You know, Colts four and five, but six and three ATS. So I, I, where would I go in this? Yeah, I love, I maybe would tease the points up and take the under, like Cam just said, could be, you know, a little lower scoring game. I, I also like the Colts, tease them down uh, six points, get them to about four and a half and take, um, take, take the Colts in this. They should be good rest. I think they'll be fresh. Give the ball to Taylor, pound the ball. Pittman's been a stud so far too. Wentz just don't turn the ball over and they should be okay. Teaser play for me, under and maybe the Colts. All right, here's a game that is just – it's just banged up. I mean, half the team on either side is on the list. Five and four Patriots hosting the five and four Browns. The line opened up at Patriots minus three. It's down to two and a half. Over-under is 45. I actually like the, the Browns here. Uh, what, what, what really concerns me with the Patriots is uh, they rely so heavily on Damian Harris to score, especially in the goal line situation. He is essentially out with a concussion. Um, so I, I think – uh, both both star running backs, Damian Harris is out, and Nick Chubb uh, seems to be out with, on the COVID list. But the Browns, I think, have a little more weapons on offense, even though they're kind of nicked up uh, than the Patriots. Patriots are uh, very, like I said, heavily on um, Damian Harris without him. Um, and uh, LaMondre Stevenson, their, their backup, is out as well. Uh, I just don't know if they can score on a tough Browns defense. So give me the Browns at plus three. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I just think that the Browns are missing too much on offense. We mentioned Chubb being out with COVID. Um, Beckham is in L.A. Landry's dinged up. Peoples-Jones, I'm not sure if he's actually going to be ready for this game either. Um, and they're still not healthy on the offensive line. They haven't been healthy on the offensive line all year. Um, you know, Patriots also dinged up. But they seem like they're dinged up every week, and then guys somehow play. Uh, definitely, I lean the Patriots here in a, another, I think, low-scoring game. I think weather might be a factor in this one, too. Um, and I'll probably definitely lean under or look into an under. If I see that line start to move down on Sunday, I'll definitely grab the under, hopefully before it gets too low. Prime teaser spot for the Browns. I meant to mention that. Prime. Yeah, you got you got some issues, uh, COVID issues with the Browns. Chubb's out. That's a big loss. Offensive line's a mess, like J-Cam said. Um, under is 4-0 last four home games against winning teams for New England. So, And this is right at that. 45 and a half. And I said last week on the show, I, I, you know, there's great numbers that support the 45 or below uh, points for the game total to go under. I like to tease it. I went one-on-one on my plays last week and one game just went crazy at the end. That kind of lost act to go two and oh, what would I do in this? I love my first thought is I love teasing the points up and taking the under. That's what I would do. That's my first thought. I think this is a lower scoring game. If I had to give you advice on a team, what would I do? I'm agreeing with Q. I think I'm taking the Brown. And I've been on New England a lot this year in some of these spots. But I think I would tease the Browns up. But my number one play is teasing the points up and taking the under. All right. Cowboys coming off that loss to the Denver Broncos where they just look dreadful. Uh, they're hosting the 4-4 four four Falcons, Cowboys 6-2. and two. The line currently is Cowboys minus nine over under 55. That just tells you that the Cowboys are going to score on Atlanta's defense all day long. Um, I believe the last couple of years, it's been uh, shootouts and the Cowboys have had to come back. The Falcons are going to play up. They're starting to find Kyle Pitts a lot, which is helping. Um, Calvin Early's still out, correct, with the mental uh, illness. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's, that, that that's a huge loss. Um, I, I think the Cowboys bounced back. They looked lackluster. They were due for a letdown spot. Um, you know, they they really pulled out that win with backups in um, Minnesota. That was nice. They had their letdown spot. I think they bounced back. I don't know if they cover the 10. Um, it just seems like the Falcons always jump out on these guys. So I would definitely say, um, you know, I would lean the over at the 55. I love it in a teaser because I think both teams will score. Uh, but I like the Cowboys down in a teaser. If you can do a six and a half point teaser, get into minus three, and I love it. Yeah, you've seen some movement on this game toward the over. I think it was started the week at 51. It's at 54 and a half now. I think that yeah. might be where it tops out at, but it, 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 I could see it going up uh, even higher than that. Um, Falcons have played pretty well lately. Uh, four and two in their last six. I mean, it's not the strongest bunch of opponents, but they kind of got their feet underneath them. The offense has been putting up yards. That was a pretty good win over New Orleans. Um, they rang up almost 400 yards total offense on a really good Saints defense. Uh, I think the Cowboys win here, but I do like the back door to be open here. I'll take the Falcons with the eight. I don't really have a high expectation of them winning. Um, definitely yeah. like a lean toward the over. Um, but that's where I'm at with that. I think the Cowboys get right a little more bang, banged up than the Falcons are. We have a pretty clean, healthy uh, injury report. Um, they're just not as good as the Cowboys. But, uh, yeah, I'll take the eight and go against the public on this one. Well, you, you get nine. That's currently nine. I'll take nine, too. <laughs> yeah, last week, you know, we have, we've we been saying we had the little insider that um, given us great information. Now, we did have Baltimore like that game. That didn't go well. I took a beating on that game Thursday night, but that's an old story. But Dallas, but we he, he had Denver last week to beat, loved them against the spread against Dallas, and they won the game outright. So great information there. Now, Dallas, 3-8 and eight ATS, last 11, following an ATS loss. Well, that's not – doesn't sound good. But I love Dallas in a teaser. I think that's a good get-right spot here. But now, like the boys have said, Falcons are playing better. Matt Ryan is playing pretty well right now in the system here. I agree with Jason, too. Overs 5-3 and three in Atlanta's games – the over the line has moved a little bit. I think this could be a good spot to maybe tease down some points and take the over. I think Dallas puts up some points against that Falcons defense. And I think Atlanta scores too. All right. Here's a game I actually love. So the five and three bills are on the road at the two and six jets. The line currently is bills minus 12 and a half over under is 47 and a half. I think the jets are facing the Bills at a very bad time. You know that loss uh, to the Jaguars where they couldn't even score a touchdown doesn't sit well with them. I love the 12-and-a-half for the Bills. I think they just absolutely demolished the Jets. I think Mike White, you know, had his, his two games uh, where he looked good. I think he, he runs into a uh, tough defense who's pissed off. Um, and then, you know, him – I love his confidence saying he should be the number one overall pick, but you're a backup for a reason – um, I think the Bills just take out some frustration here and uh, handle the Jets pretty handedly. Yeah, even, you know, White's kind of sparked that offense. And actually, uh, Johnson did pretty good uh, coming in a backup uh, role for Indy. They rolled up a ton of yards on Indy, even though the game was well out of hand. But Jets and offense hadn't shown any of that all year. Uh, yeah, I think they are. I think you nailed it perfectly. They're catching them in a really bad spot here. And you look through the Bills games, this is that. that Last week was really an aberration. Uh, three turnovers, so they lost a turnover battle on the road in Jacksonville. We're time of year where Jacksonville is a different weather element than Buffalo is, right? We talked about the weather in Western PA. Well, Western New York's even worse. Uh, yeah, Buffalo defense has been there every single week, uh, exception maybe Tennessee. 
And uh, I think they'll show up here. I don't think the Jets do much on offense. Uh, I think there's some tape on White now. They understand what they're trying to do. And uh, Bill's offense will get right against a Jets defense that loves to give up yards. I think it's a good spot. I said this sometimes. You could, I, I agree with everything the boys just said there. Buffalo could be really upset. Great teaser spot to take them down. But again, you can get the Jets up to about 18 and a half. Man, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points in an NFL game. White's been pretty good. I mean, I agree. I think Buffalo, I don't know where I'm playing this because I'm a big fan of taking these teams in the NFL way up. If you can get 18 and a half, 19, I love taking a chance on it. Could Buffalo still cover that? Absolutely. I could be a big loser on that. But I think this is a good spot. Who's your team? Where do you think? Take Buffalo down in a teaser or take the Jets up in a teaser. And I think you'll be okay either way. Buffalo wins the game, though. All right. Here's an interesting injury report. This this game has me a little concerned. So the seven and two Titans laying two and a half against the five and three Saints. Over under is 44. <sighs> um, okay, so Tannehill obviously with was that COVID protocol or did he just get the flu? Obviously, he's out with the illness. Sounds like just sounds like an illness. And what I read this morning, Q, it does sound like he's a go. Okay. So it did not sound like it was maybe anything. Yeah. Um, he was going to have to test for a couple of days or a day or something. It sounds like Julio Jones is finally going to come back. Uh, he started practicing this week. Um, and I think it's a good time. A.J. Brown did not practice uh, with a knee injury. He was full practice Thursday. I don't know if they're maybe just resting him Friday. He'll go through Saturday walkthrough. Is that kind of the vibe? I, I, like I said, I was off the radar yesterday. What's his status? Because I think it really matters. Anything? Who was that? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown did not practice. I don't think we have an update on him yet. So he's still oh. also questionable. So, yeah, and uh, Julio Jones also questionable. So it's both two best receivers for uh, Tennessee are – kind of uh iffy at this point and so it's Tannehill to be frank yeah so okay so this is a weird game for me it's probably stay awake and you know or it's going to be a late call like the noon call because Alvin Kamara is out Gardner Johnson their number two defensive back for the Saints is out uh which kind of scares me um especially if you get Julio or AJ if not both playing um I would lean at home if I had to you know take a pick right now I would take the Titans at minus two and a half I think they can just ground out a when the Titans have no offense, in my opinion, Trevor Simeon uh, is not the answer. Taysom Hill is not the answer. Uh, and then without Kamara, I mean, he's your number one guy. But again, this is going to be a noon game. You might see it on my card. Uh, you might not. So just stay in touch on that one. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's too soon to call this game at all until you get some answers on who's going to be in for Tennessee. And uh, looks like New Orleans lineup's kind of set. So if everyone's gone for Tennessee, even if it's just Tannehill, um, the two receivers are out. I think you lean New Orleans with the better defense um, in a really low-scoring game. So I would definitely move to the under there. Um, you know, if he gets one of the receivers, I would probably lean Tennessee. I just think they're in a better spot. Um, you know, Kamara is probably the most valuable player to his team in the whole NFL. Like, that whole offense runs through him. Like, just the wide receivers just aren't that good. And, you know, they're getting by with Jameis and uh, Simeon and Hill at quarterback basically because Kamara is just that good. So if he's with him out, if Tennessee has their bodies, um, I would take them. If they don't, I'd probably lean under because I think it's going to be a really, really ugly football game. Goes right to my stat again. It's sitting, I think, at 45, either maybe 44 and a half, and I think it even got down to this morning. I think when I looked, when I got up around 6 a.m. today, I, I love, I love the teaser spot and take the under. Take the points up, take the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. So I, I agree with you. 
I'm not touching the team. I just think there's too many question marks on taking a team here. My favorite play in the game is take the points up, take the under. All right, next game, the Tampa Bay Bucks on the road to the Washington football team. Over under is 51. The Bucks are laying nine and a half. They open up at seven and a half. <sighs> Definitely take the Bucks in a teaser. You know, if you do one of those four or five team money line parlays, the Bucks are a great answer there. Um, I just have this weird feeling. You know, there's so much turmoil right now in the Washington football team. Smitty, I know you hear it. Um, but they played them really well in the playoffs last year. And I just have this feeling this could be a, maybe a letdown spot for the Bucs. Um, it's a stay away for me. If anything, I would say over 51 because the Washington football team is probably not going to stop Tom Brady. Um, even though with Antonio Brown out, they still have numerous weapons. Um, but this is a game where, you know, you, you hammer the Bucs and then the football team stays in it for some odd reason. You're like, how did that even happen? Um, so, so I would lean the over. Otherwise, it's a stay away for me. Or the box in the teaser. So I'm actually, I think you kind of hit on the things that I was going to say. I'm actually going to take the football team here with the points at home, kind of going against the public here. I think it's about three quarters of the actions on Buccaneers. They are missing some weapons, though. Godwin's iffy at this point, the play. Gorkowski's still out. Um, so, you know, is the two best efforts the football team's played on defenses have been their last two games. They get a bye week. Maybe they got it right again. Maybe they're getting back at least closer to where they were last year. Uh, nine and a half is a lot on the road. Um, so I'll take the points. I don't really have any, uh, expectation for the football team to pull this out, but I think they can stay close. They've shown an ability to do that lately. This is a game. Everything fades the Redskins, but they're going to cover. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw a stat this morning. I think it was off visa and that teams coming off the buy or three and nine ATS. Well, the problem is both teams are coming off a buy. <laughs> So can't really, you know, can't really do anything. I still thought it was a really good stat. That was still a really good stat. Now, here's the thing. I can't believe I'm saying this. Dogs, dogs have played very well in this, in this series here. I think the, the football team has the offensive line guy coming back. I think the tight ends back. I hate to say this. And Jason hit on it. You know, Gronk's out, Brown's out, Odwin's out. I, I kind of like the football team in a teaser here. You know, you get them up to about 15 and a half. I think it's just one of those games. Yeah. Do I think Tampa wins? I do. Could I, could you just, could you tease them down? Yeah, yeah, I think you can. I think they'll be okay. But again, I love, I love taking these teams up into these double digits in the NFL. I mean, the numbers are back and the dogs have been barking this year in the NFL. Why not take some of these teams up more points and get in that double digits high up in the double digits and take a chance. I think I think the football team comes back. I think it's competitive for a little bit. I think Tampa wins, but I can't believe I'm saying it because I usually go against them. Teaser play, football team, I love. And I agree with Q. I think there's some points in this. I think another smart play is to tease this down and take the over. Yeah, Montez Sweat being out for the football team is the biggest concern because he's been their best defensive end this year, even though the other guy gets all the hype. Uh, so they have to find a way to get pressure on Brady. That's the only way you can beat them. So that, that's like my one concern about taking uh, the points here. Yeah. All right. So the Steelers are hosting the Lions. The Steelers currently are minus eight and a half. Over under is 42 and a half. I love teasing the over, um, the under up and taking it. I love the under at 42 and a half. Currently, it's just nasty weather. Uh, Pitt's going to want to grind this out. Najee did full practice yesterday, but he's got a foot injury. So they're going to kind of want to get out of here without uh, any major injuries against a team that hasn't won. 
the Lions just to me, they have nothing to show for offensively. Um, and the Steelers defense is always above average at worst. Uh, they're going to keep them in this game. Um, I love the Steelers in a teaser. This would be a prime spot. Again, this is another money line parlay team. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in a lot of plays. The teaser under, the straight under, and the uh, Steelers in a teaser. Yeah, it's. I think the biggest concern with the the Steelers is this the Tomlin uh, lay down against the big uh, spread game that everybody knows about now. So it makes me wonder if it really even exists anymore. It does seem to happen. Um, it usually it seems to happen though on the road against a team that. It, like the Lions, so it kind, of, it kind of fits there. But this Steelers team is not kind of in that position where they're front runners. This is a team kind of who's getting a lot of opportunity because teams in front of them keep losing. Like uh, the Ravens gave them a game back on Thursday night. Browns can't seem to get uh, a streak going at all, and the Bengals seem to be turning back into the Bengals. Um, so I like the Steelers to win here. I'll take the Lions at the points. I do think it's going to be low scoring. I do think you're going to see basically the Lions do exactly what they did against the Rams, where you're going to see – every single thing possible to win this football game, just to get that one win for this year. Uh, they had the off week before the Steelers. I think this is where that maybe that's that applies though, where the team coming off a bye that doesn't comes out flat, but I really do think Campbell's going to throw everything he can at him. I think they'll cover. Um, it seems like they're getting healthy on the offensive line. Steelers are a little dinged up on the defensive line. Hayward's a little banged up. So uh, I'll actually take the points to the lions here. It scares me that everybody else is doing this though. Yeah, I, I mean, being a Steeler fan, this is this is a this is a game that really concerns me a little bit here. This is one of those Tomlin games, like J. Cam said, that you just it's it could be ugly. Now, the one thing I've noticed too, if the Steelers ever get up really big in the first half and goes to the locker room, take the other team in the second half. You saw it with Chicago, man. Anytime the Steelers do that, they just don't change anything. But I'm not gonna get on a rant about the Steelers here. Um Five and one under the last six in Detroit games. It's again under 45. I love teasing this up and taking the under. It will be an official play on this. I would personally, team wise, I'd take Detroit up, take them into double digits. I think the Steelers win. Place a man that zone got picked apart by the Bears, let them back in the game. It looked horrible on Monday night. Short week. Steelers like J Camp, a little dinged up. Q said Harris out. See, 100% had like a foot injury. Uh, Hayward's banged up. Claypool, I think, is out. Green, the center, is banged up. You got a lot of injuries right now on that. Uh, J-Cam, talk about Eric Ebron really fast in this. Well, the one guy they do get back this week is Ebron. And the Steelers, without Claypool, no Juju, they're going to be running with uh, Washington, Deontay Johnson, and Ray-Ray McLeod as their wide receivers. That is not a threatening group. So, Definitely looks to Ebron maybe being the slot receiver out of this. They've, they've shown that look this year and maybe being their down the field threat because they really don't have one um, with the rest of this group. And I think that's something you can do to Detroit. You can throw the ball down the field on them. So look for them, little player props, maybe, you know, a little, little, little pizza money on Ebron to do something big. And people uh, are going to think that Eric Ebron must be uh, given money for the show since we just gave him a major boost there on air. So good job, Eric Ebron. You would think Ebron probably over one and a half catches. I'm assuming. I would. I would actually like to see the over under on drop passes because last year I, <laughs> that would probably be three and a half, and I'd probably lean the over uh, if I had to. But I do like that. You know, if you can get them, it's going to be over probably one and a half, two and a half catches. Look for that. Um, real, real quick, Q. Another one. At- Player prop, well, like the, the, rookie, the rookie tight end out of Penn State, man. Ben's real. I mean, being a Steeler fan, he's. I hit that Monday night. 
That was easy. He's going to him a lot. Keep an eye on that. Um, he'll, he'll throw really crappy conditions too. I mean, J cam's living there. I mean, um, chance of rain, chance of snow tomorrow, maybe six to 15 mile per hour winds. So, you know, just beautiful, beautiful weather. Um, Football weather. It's football weather. This is what you live for. You gotta enjoy the season changes if you live in Western Pennsylvania. Absolutely, that is what we live for. There. I wish I had it down here. I love it. But I think it's ugly game, ugly game. But hopefully they can win because it's gonna. If they're in first place, I'm really. It's amazing. Well, I, I, when you say Fairmuth, I mean, look for two places over catches. I think he was three and a half last week. I think he had six catches, so he's obviously well over that number. We'll see if Vegas uh, changes that. And then um, look for him to score. I mean, he is a threat, especially if Najee is banged up. You know, that's something where they could do a uh, like a uh, quarterback rollout and and just dump it to him. Uh, and, ben so like, and Ben looks for him all the time in the red zone. And the guy yeah. doesn't drop a ball. No, uh, uh-uh. no, he's uh, he's solid. All right, here's an interesting game: the three and five Vikings traveling to the Chargers. Currently, the line is Chargers minus three and a half, over under fifty three and a half. Uh, the Chargers are five and three, but I really haven't got a, a vibe on them. Like when you think they should do well, uh, they kind of lay it, uh, lay down. Uh, the Vikings, they show some fight in some games, and you're like, oh, this team's not as bad. You know, maybe Zimmer's kind of turning around, and then they just lay a dud. Um, the Chargers are getting pretty healthy. Um, the Vikings, they're the same team, and they're going to have Thielen, Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. You know, what's his headspace? Um, it's a stay away from me. I don't even have a line on the over under because I've, I've taken the over on both these teams and they lay duds. Uh, so, or, you know, you take them in a spread and both lay duds. So I, it's a pass for me. You guys take it. I am actually going to go with the Vikings plus a three. I kind of like the matchup. The Chargers run defense is awful. And, you know, you'll get a, a taste of the Vikings will run the ball no matter who's healthy. Um, you know, they looked good for most of the game against Baltimore. I mean, they've looked good a lot of games, right? And it's kind of let them slip through their fingers. Uh, so maybe this is the one they get. I think everyone's kind of given up on the Vikings. Uh, Chargers just have some bad stats. They're not really soft run defense, um, very pass-heavy offense. Vikings are actually pretty good against the pass. I think they're, what, third in DVOA against the pass. So, you know, it just lines up. Going against the public again here. People love the Chargers. I think they love the uniforms. They love Herbert. Um, but I think I'll, I'll take the Vikes here. A little bit of a surprise. Over last six road games for the Vikings, I think it's a good teaser spot to take down the points and take the over. I think there could be some points in this. Now, Chargers are a little slower, too. They play the under a little bit. But I kind of like where the points are. I think if you take it down and play the over, I think you're going to be okay. I'm with J-Cam on this. I like to team-wise, and I, this might be an official play, I like taking Minnesota six more points and taking the Vikings. I think Viking. this game will be close. I think it will be very competitive. I like the Vikings in this. Do the Chargers play anything but close games? I think that – it's it's just like the Falcons, right? You always know it's going to come down to the last possession, no matter who they play. I think, and you're getting a good team. I mean, you get them up to eight and a half. I think the Vikings, I know their record's not, what are they? They're sitting at three and five, but it's, I don't think it's a bad three and five team, if that even makes any sense. It's That's a schedule. It's definitely a roller coaster. All right. Panthers travel to the Cardinals. Both teams have injuries. Both teams a uh, little, little weird um, coming in this week. The Cardinals opened up at minus six. It's currently minus ten and a half. Over under is forty four and a half. 
why is it jumping four and a half points when the Cardinals entire team is on the injury list? I, I haven't understood that at all. Is that I'm just assuming because Darnold's not playing and it does seem encouraging that Kyler Murray will start. Is that why we're getting a four and a half point jump? I mean, that's huge. It's, it, yeah, obviously, Kyler Murray is a huge factor in this game, right? Because uh, it sounds like he's what McCoy looked last week. Uh, he's he's still iffy, though. It could go either way. I, I think they're going to yeah. basically, if Murray's not 100%, they're not going to play him. And why should they? They're kind of in good yeah. shape in their offense. I'm looking at their chart. I mean, it does seem encouraging. You know, obviously, when guys, you know, no practice earlier in the week and then they can get at least a light practice Thursday or Friday. Um, you know, it's encouraging. Like AJ Green is, he practiced the last two days. He'll be there. Christian Kirk will be there. Um, you know, Chase Edmonds really didn't help the team, in my opinion. So he's out. I don't think that matters. Buda Baker uh, looks like he's going to try to give it a go, which helps. Um, I think Rondell Moore is going to be out. So, like you talked about in our group chat, you know, Christian Kirk maybe look for that over receptions prop. Uh, I, I think I, I still like the Cardinals here. The, the Panthers just show me nothing. I think they're a dead team at four and five. I think that is the most overrated four and five team uh, in the league. You know, Sam Darnold got benched. PJ Walker um, is one and zero starts, but he, you know, overall he struggles. Uh, he's had some bad, you know, relief appearances. I think the Cardinals. Uh, will be healthy enough in the sense that enough guys will suit up um, that this would be a great teaser spot uh, to to take them, and I think they could win by you know three to seven points, and and you would cover that line. Yeah, it's a uh, it's tough with all the injuries to kind of figure out where to go here. Carolina just yeah they're they're falling apart. The defense is still good. Um, you know I know they've given us some points, but they're still actually pretty good on the stats, and they played well. I that's probably where I lean on this game more than anything is probably to the under just because I don't think Carolina's going to do much on offense no matter who plays quarterback for them, particularly if P.J. Walker does. Um, the one thing I would be scared there is that Arizona has a time shown a little bit of a weakness in the run game. So you wonder um, if Carolina will just pound it uh, because they kind of just don't trust Walker and maybe get something there. But either way, that, that leans to the under. So that, that would be my biggest play here. And the L.A. in the 10 with just the status of the Cardinals kind of injury is kind of a little bit scary. So uh, I'm on the under, no team on this one. Yes, uh, under seven and two. Carolina, five and four to the under in Arizona. A lot of question marks here. Who's quarterback and who's not? Who's playing? This game's scary. I, I agree with Q. I mean, this really shot the line and really changed in this. Team-wise, what would I do? I'd take Carolina. I'd take them up. I believe in P.J. Walker to make a couple plays, keep this somewhat close. <laughs> you know, it backfired last week. I had San Francisco money line. I mean, what a just disgraceful performance that was. I mean, Colt McCoy, and I think I said it on the show, you know, you get some of these backups and you're like, oh, it's going to be easy. Colt McCoy's been in the league. He's played. He started. Maybe it's just a bad San Francisco team, too. But some of these guys are okay. I mean, these guys, some of these guys are manageable and they can manage a game. All right. Now, back to my point here. I, it's sitting right now at 44 and a half. Well, there you go. There's the 45, 45 or under. It's signs. I'm going to steal that, Q. Stealing it. Signs. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, jumping it up, take it up again, take the under. I think, you know, Colt McCoy quarterbacks. I think Jay Cam said it. Okay, if they don't stop the run very well, give the ball to McCaffrey a lot, run that clock, take the under in this. My my play on this would be a teaser under, which I'll absolutely play. I'm going to play all these 45 or below games and jack them up and take the under. I'm going to match them. Team-wise, I'd take Carolina. 
perfect segue into like you talked about backup quarterbacks. You know, Colt McCoy, he was a starter for several years in the NFL. You know, he was that eight and eight guy between seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Uh, I mean, that's an all star backup in, in, in that retrospect. That matters because here I'm looking at a game right now where we're not going to know uh, the status of the starting quarterback. So uh, until Saturday, so the Packers are hosting the Seahawks. We already know Russell Wilson's going to give it a go. Um, but the main question is, does Aaron Rodgers pass his COVID test on Saturday? If he doesn't, I'm staying clear and far away from the Packers. Jordan Love is atrocious. Um, you don't have that Colt McCoy to where you're like, hey, man, I mean, 8-8 eight eight as a starter is a stud. Like, he can go out there and get a win at home. I don't see that with Jordan Love. The whole franchise has to know that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else – does the old nose swab and puts Aaron Rodgers' name on it to get him suited up for this game. Um, but I, it's a stay away until I know if Aaron Rodgers is playing. The line is going to change. It started at five. It's currently minus three and a half to the Packers. That could jump up to seven and a half, eight, if Aaron Rodgers is playing. If he's deemed out, Seattle could end up being a favorite with Russell Wilson starting. So that's just a weird line I'm going to stay away from until Saturday. Yeah, I think that's what you do on this game. You really line hunt it because if you see that line start to come down from three, because it's already come down from five earlier this week with just kind of uncertainty. Russell Wilson's going to play. We don't know what kind of Russell Wilson we're going to get. But, um, you know, Seattle likes to run the football. Packers aren't great at stopping the run, so that's definitely going to help. And, yeah, if you start to see that three and a half tick down even lower than that, that's off a key number. You're going to know people know whether Rodgers is going to play or not. So hey, I would bro, probably lean Seattle. Maybe you three. block Seattle now. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely if you if you're gonna play this game, I would probably buy Seattle now and just kind of either buy yourself out of it if you're really that concerned about Rodgers, or you can probably still look pretty good with the three on the road. Um, you know, Seahawks really aren't that good of a football team, but they're actually a pretty respectable football team when Wilson's a quarterback. So that's probably the side I would lean on. I think it's also kind of an under game as well, um, just because especially you know you might get Jordan Love, you got a 50-50 shot there. Plus, you're gonna have a rusty Rodgers and rusty Wilson. The offenses may not click. I think Rodgers plays. I think they already know that. I think everything's fine, but I, their question mark is there. I agree, J-Cam there. I'm going to jump on this today. I'm going to jump. I'm going to try. It might be the Steelers. I might take the Steeler game up and take the under. I'm jumping on this. It's right now at 49 and a half. Just because you look at the stats here, you got Green Bay. They're under their last four games as a favorite. They're 4-0 with the under. Seattle's 14-3 and under last 17 games. Tease this up. I agree. Even if they both play Russell Wilson, I mean, Hey, physically leg wise, he's okay. Cause they've showed all those weird things that he runs around the field. Like he's, I don't know, playing invisible football by himself. Uh, so there he's doing stuff. Now, can he throw a football? I don't know. I mean, it's a finger and quick. I mean, that came cause I think he was supposed to be out a couple, was it a couple more weeks? I thought, I mean, there was some questions. They didn't even know he's coming back. And now, you know, he's a cleared, is it a go? How good is he going to be? Rodgers, like you said, could be rusty. Offenses could be rusty. Conditions, again, snow showers. It's going to snow up there. Not, not Nothing crazy, but still snow showers. And I, I get it because you listen to some of these betters and they said, don't play the unders in the snow because the offense knows where they're going. The defense doesn't. There's points. Well, it, it doesn't matter. I like the snow, the conditions. Wind about 13 to 15 miles per hour. Crosby's not kicking great right now for Green Bay. You add that in. 
Offenses could be a little slow. Tease the points up. Take the under. I love the under in a teaser. Match it up today. Get it today because if, you know, Rodgers is cleared, it could jump up a little bit, you know, or if he's not cleared, then it's going to skyrocket down with love. Get it now. Skyrocket it up. Love won't put points on the board. And Green Bay is going to pound the ball a lot. And Seattle's kicker is awful. So that's a, that's a key point here, too. That there's not going to be extra points on drives because um, Myers has been terrible this year. Plus, in a snowy condition, if there's one field that probably holds up better than any, it's Lambeau Field. They have the, the heat underneath it. They're used to this stuff. And you get the nice, healthy wind. So, yeah, I definitely think it leans to an under with the weather conditions. All right, here's another dog that I love. So the Eagles are traveling to Denver. Uh, Denver's laying two over unders 45 and a half. I, I like actually the Eagles here in a teaser. I like them at the plus two. And I, I like them on a the money line, to be honest. Um, they've made a coaching adjustment. So Brian Johnson has left the booth um, and it showed dividends the last couple of weeks for the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts said he's starting to feel a little more comfortable because he can have one-on-one contact with his quarterback coach. Uh, they're healthier than the Broncos. I mean, the entire Broncos defense has either been traded away or injured. It sounds like Sertan uh, is questionable, maybe leaning to doubtful, which is a huge loss because Kyle Fuller is not what he was with the Bears. He's gotten burnt plenty of times this year. Um, I, I like the Eagles' money line here. I just think that they're healthier. Um, like I said, with the you know Hurts feeling more comfortable now in his coaching situation, he's going to play with more confidence. He's able to kind of dissect things on the tablet, you know, whereas it's a little harder uh, when he's up in a booth. Um, I, like I said, Eagles' money line here. I love it on the road. Yeah, I think you hit on all the key parts there. Like the Broncos are just beat up. Obviously, they had their their best win of the season last week, and uh, yeah, they, the tank they paid now. the price. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's funny because I first looked at this game, and before I looked at the injury report, I thought that oh, this would be the Broncos at home on a short line because you know Eagles have just it's a team that's interesting. That the Sharps love the Eagles, and the public hates them. So uh, their lines are always interesting each week, but. Um, you know, their biggest problem is getting pressure on the quarterback. That may not be a problem this week because the Broncos offensive line is just decimated with injuries. And even though they don't have any defensive ends, you know, you expect Fletcher Cox and um, Javon Hargrave to actually have a pretty good day inside to basically shut down this Denver offense. So, yeah, it's another game I lean toward the under. I'm not sure if I'm going to take it. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Eagles do just enough to win. They, you know, they've been in all these games, and they're very good about coming in the back door. Uh, on games where they're out of it too. So uh, take the birds. I agree. I'm not going to say much on it. I love Philly in a teaser. That's my team. I'm going to take them. And like J cam said, I like the under tease it up. It's at 45 and a half. I think early this morning, it's right there. Why not take it up? I'm taking up, take the under and take the Eagles and a teaser. All right. Another game here. The Chiefs go on the road to Vegas to play the Raiders. Over-unders, 52. The Chiefs are currently laying two and a half. Um, I, I didn't really get to look at the injury report, uh, so I'm not, not too sure on that. I'm looking now. It doesn't look like the um, Chiefs are really missing anybody crazy. And the Raiders' front office is just <laughs> – <laughs> there's a lot of uh, – commentation there I, I like the Chiefs here I think since that second half of the Titans game you know they really locked down they held the Titans to three points in that second half uh, and they did really well obviously against a lackluster Giants team and then they they beat up on a, a bad Chargers I mean a bad Packers team but I think we're going to just start seeing the downfall of Raiders again I mean how much drama can this take now you have the stuff where John Gruden's back in the media suing the NFL 
you know, that's, that's a distraction. The Henry Rugg stuff is a distraction. I think the Raiders are young and talented, but at what point does that just start to overcome the locker room? I think the Chiefs are playing every game like it's a playoff game right now. Um, I like the two and a half here. I think they get a, an ugly win, and I think we see the Raiders uh, start to kind of settle down and, and kind of uh, let the stuff affect them. I could be way off. I mean, they've they've done well since the Gruden stuff, but I, I think this is just where the Chiefs get them here. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I agree that there's so much distraction with that team, but I think the one thing that you can focus on is that they hate the Chiefs, and the one thing they've kind of hung their hat on the last couple of seasons is playing the Chiefs really well. Yeah. Um, you know, they're set up to play the Chiefs well. They get good pass rush with front four. They don't have to blitz a lot. They can drop guys like everybody is doing against them right now and take away the big plays. Um, you know, the offense, you know, they get Josh Jacobs back, which will balance out their offense a little bit. Um, and it seems like, you know, they're pretty, they've done pretty well against Chiefs defense, even when the Chiefs defense was kind of uh, more toward mediocre the last couple of seasons. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders getting the three at home. On uh, a primetime game, I have a feeling that place is going to be nuts because every you know their fans are going through this just as much as the team is. I think yeah. they're going to try to lift them up. I think that's going to be a, a pretty crazy environment there in the uh, the giant Roomba. So uh, I'll take the Raiders plus the three. I'm on the Raiders. Primetime dogs are twenty and eight ATS so far this year. Love that. Carr is nine zero and one ATS as a home dog quarterback. Offensive line issues for Kansas City. They have two or three guys not playing. Great pass rush. Um, the one guy on the edge for the Raiders is a stud. I think they'll get – I don't like this Kansas City team. They're 2-8 and eight ATS uh, last 10. I don't want anything to do with this team. I don't think they're that good. I think the Raiders are in a great spot. I would take Raiders money line. I would take Raiders spread. I would do a teaser with the Raiders. I think this is Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. I love them this week. One of my favorite plays. All right. Seven and two Rams go to San Francisco to play three and five 49ers over under 49 and a half. The Rams are currently laying minus four. I absolutely love the minus four here. Uh, you know, the Rams in prime time lose last week uh, to the Titans. Um, the 49ers are a mess to me. I mean, their entire offense is either not performing or injured. Uh, their quarterback situation, I don't care who's playing for him. Trey Lance is unproven. Garoppolo sucks, in my opinion. Um, I, I think minus four, I think you're getting the Rams at a steal. I mean, I could, I, you could certainly justify that line at six and a half to seven and a half, in my opinion. Um, easily give me the Rams. Money line in that parlay, give me the Rams minus four. I love it. Yeah, I really can't argue with that. I mean, usually I love home dogs in the spot. Like Smitty just mentioned with the the Raiders game, you give them a prime time. Teams seem to play better under the lights, but this 49ers team is just not good. I think we hit on it earlier in this podcast. Uh, I'm convinced they just think because that was their chance last week to get things right, and they just completely uh, just didn't show up against an Arizona team that was kind of just decimated. It should have been an easy win. You know, they got their quarterback back. Everything looked good. So, yeah, I like the Rams. Um, you know, the 49ers used to live on defense on the defensive line and just be able to dominate up front. That would work against this Rams team, but this 49ers team just doesn't have that anymore. Um, so yeah, I think they pick them apart through the air, and the Rams defense should be able to handle anything the 49ers throw at them. So like it too. Like yeah, I think there's three teams this week that you're looking at a spot to bounce really back. I mean, Q said it with Buffalo. I think Buffalo, they were embarrassed. That was an embarrassing game last week. To only score, I mean, to lose, okay, I get it, but only to score six points. You could say that game was going to play again, and 
I would say that's never going to happen. I mean, you just never think, I mean, that was a JV football game. Dallas is another team in a great spot. This is another team that I think is in a great spot. The Rams. Listen, I was dead wrong on this. I loved the Rams last week. I had them with the Steelers in a teaser. Would have been a winner because the Steelers covered their end. Rams, what happened? I didn't watch a lot of it. Stafford, what I saw stat-wise, heard some things, didn't look very good. I, You know, and Shanahan, I mean, his numbers aren't good as a coach. You talk about an overrated coach. This guy's right at the top. I mean, it's numbers ATS. I know they're not the favorite, but I mean, when they are favorite at home, the numbers are brutal for them. This is, I mean, I agree. I, I thought Q said it very well. If you would have said, Smitty, what's the line? What do you think the line would have been? I would have said six and a half, seven, not only what, four, four right now. I don't know. Weird. Does this one of those San Francisco bounces back? I just, I can't, I can't see the argument for it. I would absolutely take the Rams minus the four straight play in this. Yeah, the only thing that scares you is like the Niners lost 11 straight at home or something like that. It's, it's insane. Like they have a home losing streak, which you never see in the NFL. But yeah, no, I, I think you made all the good points. Both of you guys were on this game. I think this is kind of easy. I think they go 0 12 at home. You know, their home schedule is just laying out to play you know, primetime games on teams that bounce back. Like, it's tough. Uh, Smitty, you brought it up. I wanted to ask you guys, like, at what point now we've had – so last year injury riddled, this year injury riddled, but we've seen the Redskins injury riddled and Jay Gruden gets pushed out. You know, injuries happen. It's not their fault. But at the end of the day, you got to get your team prepared. They're struggling. Like, they're three and five. I don't know if they even get the five wins this year. Um, if they do, I think it'll be a, a good season in retrospect. At what point does Kyle Shanahan start, you know, his seat start to get pretty warm? I mean, at the end of the day, you're the head coach. You were brought in. You take him to the Super Bowl year one. Now back-to-back bad seasons. Like, it's got to start warming up there in uh, San Francisco. And I, th- and I think a tough spot with him is, you know, I agree. Got him there. But I think somebody put on Twitter that, like, Mike Singletary has better numbers as a head coach than him at yeah. San Francisco. Decent, That's kind of scary. That. And they got him out fast. Here's the thing, too, with this. Okay, so Jimmy G, you know, is a free agent. I I'm, I think I'm correct on that. J. Cam, am I correct on that? He's free agent after the year? I don't think he is, but he can basically cut be cut with no guaranteed money at any point. Okay. So he's always a free agent. Okay, so, I mean, let's say you go with Lance as your quarterback. Well, he's played a little bit, but then if you go into next year with him and he's still a project, is this team going to get any better? That's so you had another year now of losing maybe again next year. Yeah, I think this guy's in some trouble. I think the thing you look at, too, is you start to look at these injury reports late in the year. Now these records are starting to get to the point where they know they're not going to make the playoffs. When you see, like, their list this week where you see all these guys, limited participants, either they're just really unhealthy or guys are just, you know, they're not, they, they won't make the distinction anymore between injured and hurt. And when you start to see that with these teams, I think that's where you see coaching changes get made when – the, basically the locker room's like, yeah, I'm not going to go out there and risk something for this. That's where you know a guy's lost the team. I mean, he's got to be getting close, like you said. This is a pretty talented football team from 1 to 53, and they really shouldn't be this bad. And then last week, they clearly didn't buy into whatever they were selling. So I think it changes eminent. I'm looking at Trey Lance's stats. He started – he's played two games. Uh, I mean, against the Arizona, he was 51 completion percentage with a, a pick. He only threw for 192 yards. And then against a terrible Seattle defense, 9 of 18, 157 yards. Like, that's not doing it for me. Um, 
I think that was a high risk, high reward draft pick. And I don't know, man, you look at the people like Mac Jones, who's tearing it up right now. You look at Joe Burrow prior, you know, pre knee injury, his first couple games, he was putting way better stats up than that. It doesn't look that promising to me. Um, and I think we're starting to see that. And, and, you know, that's the problem too. I mean, with these quarterbacks, you know, you, you're hearing it. I can't wait until we get closer to the draft. Cause I really enjoyed doing the draft show last year. We had Shane come on the show and do some draft talk. You're hearing these quarterbacks. Now, you know, you have the kid out of pit picket. You got the kid out of Liberty, uh, you know, uh, Sam Howe out of UNC. These quarterbacks get overreached for all the time because it's potential, potential, potential. But the problem is, man, that potential better turn around quick because Jordan Love, they went and got Jordan Love fast and that. And they, you're like, yeah. why did they draft Jordan Love with Aaron Rodgers there? Jordan they, Love surely didn't look the part last week. No. Uh, oh, I, I think that Green Bay traded up to get him, which makes it even worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, then, and then that just pissed off your quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you uh, caused drama there when maybe you didn't really have yeah. to. For what, Jordan Love? You caused drama because you wanted Jordan Love? Yeah. And he, you, have, you have Aaron Rodgers? That's an MVP? Well, remember, they had Brett Hundley, too, and they were supposed to say, like, he was supposed to be the stud because he had one good year and he didn't pan out. So, obviously, they struck gold with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but whoever's their quarterback scouting is not there. Well, he shouldn't be there if he still is. He sucks. Um, but he, just another comparison, like, I think Justin Fields has turned out to be a halfway decent pick for the Browns. He doesn't have any weapons. Bears. Now. Bears. Or Bears, I'm sorry. Um, Allen Robinson's injured or not injured. Like, he's so up and down. You, you can tell he doesn't want to be there. Um, I think he's not going to be there next year. But he's a gamer. He, he's a, a better version of Tim Tebow. And, and that's personally, I think, uh, you know, there was talk that San Francisco might get him. And they chose Lance looking pretty backfirish there. Fields is a gamer and he's tough. I'll give it to him. And, and, and the problem, too, I don't care who you are. If you go to a team that doesn't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter. No. I mean, you look at Carr from the Texans, number one pick years ago, and he just got demolished. I mean, that guy didn't have a chance to throw the ball. And then that just – then you get into bad habits and everything. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields, I, I've watched some really bad performances from him this year. That Tampa game was a train wreck. But I thought he I thought he did some really nice things in that Pittsburgh game, made some good throws, hung in there, took some good shots and stayed in there and made the team competitive. Their offensive line's not great. If the Bears can get a little better there, they might have something there. It's tough. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. When you draft a quarterback that high, it's if you whiff on it, it you set your organization back many years. Oh, when you only go on like 20 games. Uh, to to review it makes it that much that worse um all right yeah that's all we got for this show uh, i got one i got one more little little bit little bit here i i i'm just gonna hold it until the end yeah just because old man in the garage has been starting to fire some picks for us he was very successful last year money line dogs he's on a three and oh tear right now three and oh so what does what does he like this week? Well, he loves the Cleveland Browns. He loves the Browns going into New England and getting the upset there. And then he's also kind of on my bandwagon and J-Cam with the Raiders. He likes the Las Vegas Raiders. Old man in the garage, again, 3-0 and run the last couple of weeks. He's on the Cleveland Browns money line, and he's on the Las Vegas Raiders money line. All right, so he's going one and one He likes the Browns with me. That's a winner, and the Raiders are a loser. So, Hey, he'll take that four and one to, in the last five. 
good for him. Um, that's all I got for the NFL. You guys have any other quick topics you want to touch before we uh, end this? Now, just sit back and enjoy a great college football game. There's some good games today. Um, hopefully, uh, Jay can just put up his Penn State. Uh, State Penn jersey. Got my <laughs> Michigan shirt on, so That's I can't funny. wait. It's going to be an ugly game. Could be some conditions up there, but there's some good ones. Baylor, Oklahoma, Penn State, Michigan, uh, the Auburn game, Mississippi State, uh, Texas A&M. Uh, who am I missing? Old Miss tonight. So some really good games. Uh, my card's going to be out in a little bit here maybe about next 20 minutes i'm pretty much set and then we're going to fire in the nfl uh i don't know if i'm going to send my hoop games i'm five and five right now i might just kind of play off the side and try to get hot and then try to get some people on board with me yeah no so far with college we gave you pit i think i gave you usf so so far so good with college football this week and uh let's hope they keep rolling through it yeah we killed that pit game i put that out i mean i said teaser either way it hit J-Cam was on pit. Maddie was on pit. I hit the win total. Myself and J-Cam both hit the win total, I believe, with pit. I'm 2-0 this year. I've already hit the Michigan win total, the pit win total. Penn State loses another game. I win that. If they win out, I push whatever. They're going to lose today, so I'm going to win that today. I can't wait. And then BC. BC does need to win out for me to win that BC. So if they lose one, I can push that. It's a shame that quarterback got hurt because – if he didn't get hurt, that was going to be a win total over. So crushing the win totals this year. Hey, I missed a college show. I just want to give one pick real quick. I love Notre Dame minus five and a half on the road. It sounds like Brennan Armstrong is not going to play. So I think you hammer that play. They're up nothing. To seven, up to seven now. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, everyone's jumping on Notre Dame. Uh, without I, I like seven. And they're brutal without him. So, yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of rumors. I wrote you guys late last night. There was a lot of rumors and some whispers that it does not sound like he's going to play. I'm going to jump on Notre Dame. I'm going to add them in a teaser play down. They're going to pound UVA. UVA's defense is garbage. Smitty, what time's that game? That is a seven or seven thirty game tonight. Get in the car. We're going. It's an hour and a half away. <laughs> Hey, if Michigan loses, you won't want me in a car because I won't be in a good mood. <laughs> I, I like Michigan. I like Michigan today. I, I hate State Penn. I, I think Michigan gets it uh, ugly, but uh, those are my two plays. I missed the show. I wanted to get those out. Ugly uh, game. Yeah, bad 30-mile-per-hour wins, which is kind of funny because I told my dad that last night. He's like, really? And I'm like, okay. My dad yeah. has been watching the weather station, I guess, up there because he was not aware of maybe – kind of windy conditions up there but that's what i heard yesterday i know tim murray tweeted that out too uh could be a little bit of rain could be some good wins i kind of leaning a little bit of the first half under in that yep i like it all right boys like i said i wanted to get those two out just because i missed the show um that's all i have for the nfl that's all i got for the college fade my college plays because if we're in the middle of the ocean i couldn't hit water I'd probably land on a reef or something or an island and be stranded. Um, but we'll come back with uh, more college football uh, this upcoming week, obviously the, the weekly NFL show, and then uh, we'll start incorporating college basketball um, as we start to get a feel for these teams. Um, it, it's kind of tough, you know, the first week or two to, to really see what, what teams are uh, going to be. So stick with us. Again, we'll get some guests for you. And uh, like we always end the show, bang your bookies. See you. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.